Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This Thanksgiving, think outside the oven and get Thanks Grilling with Ace. Get a new grill and choose from top brands like Traeger, Weber, and Big Green Egg to add even more flavor to your Thanksgiving turkey, side dishes, and desserts. Plus, right now, get free assembly and delivery on all grills and accessories $3.99 and up. For the best help on the best grills, stop by your local Ace and get Thanks Grilling. Ace Rewards members only through December 24th. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions. Hi, this is Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter, and you are listening to No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1277. Welcome. And today's show is one that talks about how recruiters, how most recruiters will handle a salary negotiation. Hope you find this helpful. Hope you don't get fooled again into believing that they're really pushing for you. And... Hope you have a chance to take my classes on Skillshare. Visit my website, by the way, which is thebiggamehunter.us. I've got thousands of videos, podcasts, articles, all designed to help you find work more quickly and now be effective in that role. Let me also mention, as I do at the end of the show, join my group on Facebook. It's called Career Angles. Unlike my podcasts and many, many of my videos, this is focused on helping you in your current role, help you be more effective in your current job. It's free to the first 500 people who are going to join. After that, it's going to be a paid service. So join now. You'll never be charged in the future. Now, with that, let's get going. If you think that recruiters go through mortal combat, to advocate for you and to demand that an employer pay you what you are asking for, you are kidding yourself. Let me kind of walk through the process the recruiters go through. An employer, and this is true of either retained or contingency search firms, an employer contacts a search firm. They contact an agency. I'm giving both perspectives. And they identify a role to be filled and a compensation that might be paid. Now, they offer a range and outline what their bonuses are like, their benefits are like, and a whole host of other things. Now, if the search firm has a relationship with this particular client, they really think they're going to start yelling and screaming at this firm in order to get you the money that you're asking for, or are they more concerned about preserving the relationship with the firm that writes the check? Well, yes, you, you can argue the case that without you, they're not going to get that check. But at the end of the day, there's always another you. And yes, there can be another employer, but there's work to open up that relationship or create that relationship again. So they tend to advocate for the people who write the check. So now let me kind of walk through the process where your resume is being submitted to them. They have a sense of the range, and I'm going to pick simple numbers, 60,000, 100, 250, three different salary ranges. So for a $60,000 person, let's say the range on the job is 55 to 70,000. Uh, for the $100,000 person, it's 95 to 110, and for the 250 person, it's 240 to 275. 
So they know that this is the these are the ranges for these positions. So they may indicate what your current salary is in the sense of what you're looking for, or they may just indicate your current salary. If you if they choose not to identify what you're currently earning and just talk about what it is you're looking for, often like always, a firm will turn around and say, so what's he making now? You know, what's she earning? And they do that because they refuse to give someone a prohibitively high raise. Now, sales may be different. Sometimes this can get pulled off. But for other types of positions, very, very rare that the huge percentage increase comes up. Why? Because they are all operating under budget guidelines where HR is being reviewed and all their behaviors are being analyzed. And when there's a percentage increase above a particular mean that's mandated by corporate HR, they turn around and go, what the hell is this all about? And it adversely affects them. So they operate within these guidelines that basically say, if a person makes 60, you offer them 66, that's a 10% raise, you know, that's good enough. If this person makes 100, you offer them 105 or 110, that's a 10% raise or 5% raise, um, you know, that's good enough. If a person's making 250, you might offer them 260, 265. You know, we don't give 10% raises to people at that level. We give X percent raises. See where I'm going from? Coming from? So that's the behavior that starts off. And thus, when the offer comes in and it might be low, well, let me go back a step. You're interviewing along the way. Now, if you're out of work, you may be asked in the course of your interview, so what's going on for you in your search? Uh, are you close to anything? And if you say, no, I don't have anything going on right now, you just hurt yourself because you have no leverage. They can basically issue an offer to you and say, take it or leave it. Your choice. We don't care. There are other people who can do what you do. We'll go find them. And you're out of luck. If you are working or if you're asked this question, you say, well, I've got some other options. Some other firms have expressed interest. I'm on final rounds with three other firms. Suddenly they understand it's competitive. They may push things up and they ask which firms. I prefer to keep their name out of it so that this way, you know, everyone's bargaining with the same degree of, of knowledge. You know, if I say to you, well, I'm interviewing at this firm and that firm and this firm uh, and and I do the same thing with them, I, I think that's unfair. I want to see what your best offer is based upon your assessment of me, not based upon the competition. But what you're doing is creating competition because they don't know what the target number is. If you tell them what the number is at these other firms, frankly, that's around the area that they're going to come in anyway. No, no one goes much higher. But if there's a low offer that comes in, a search firm is going to advocate for you. They'll spend some time talking with the client. The client will counteract that remark, generally with a comment that says, well, by comparison to an individual, individuals that we have already working here with this level of skills, you're right. You know, we assess this person to be at X number of dollars. Most of the time, what it really comes down to is you didn't do a good enough job in your interviewing to, to demonstrate your value at the level that you're asking for. So they're making a lukewarm offer to see if you'll take it based upon the opportunity presented. The recruiter is not going to go you know, into this 
a death match with with a hiring firm in order to get your position. They'd rather go into that death match with you to manipulate you and persuade you to accept the offer at the level uh, that's been offered. Why is that? Because you're easier to change. You know, the job hunter is easier to change than the employer is, and they know the relationship with the employer can continue afterwards, particularly if they got you to say yes to the low offer. So that's the scenario that normally comes up. Hope you found this helpful. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few ways to get even more from me. First of all, visit my website, www.thebiggamehunter.us. I have several thousand blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read to help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com, where I've curated my information with a focus on interviewing. If you have a few questions, contact me through the Magnify app for iOS. That's Magnify with an I at the end, or PrestoExperts.com, where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, speaking with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help with a salary negotiation, my trusted advisor services, as well as scheduling me through for Magnify or for PrestoExperts.com. Like you, I don't work for free. You can also take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands of courses, not just simply mine. It is a great resource in a variety of different areas. Subscribe to my other podcast, which is called Job Search Radio. This one is number one in Apple Podcasts. Job Search Radio is number two. Subscribe to both. You will get great information seven days a week from this show, six days a week from the other. Lastly, I want to encourage you to join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 500 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're building a supportive group there to provide advice and counsel during difficult times. Again, the group on Facebook is called Career Angles. I'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, have a great day. Be great. ready to ride metro we want you to know we're ready for you here are just a few of the people at metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe we're cleaning like never before we're hospital grade cleaning you'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro no mask no metro need one we have a few extras at metro we're doing our part to keep the dc area moving find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part